Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Well, we may as well just have sex because what else are we going to do? Uh... Oh. That's horrible, isn't it? Woo-woo. Is it chicken woo-woo? Check the children. Check the children. I'm watching. Hello and welcome to Weird Tales and the Unexplainable, you lovely, lovely people. Lovely to have you with us. Uh, my name's Beef. I'm your host this evening. Or it's not evening, it's evening here, but you might be listening in the morning. In which case, good morning. Uh, I've got my two best friends here with me. Uh, say hello, Mr. Adam Tissington. Lovely. Brilliant. And say hello, <laughs> Mr. Bob Shoy. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> where that came from yeah it's lovely to be here thanks Beef. this is this is bob shoy you're welcome you guys all right i'm lovely mate i am Brilliant. lovely i'm in a really good mood today it might be because we've got a big four-day bank holiday weekend coming up um yeah god save the queen but yeah i'm in a good mood i'm excited which is ridiculous by the way don't, let's not get into why or what i'm, I'm just not gonna get to into a four-day weekend we all know it's ridiculous oh yeah, I mean, we've made our feeling towards the monarchy clear. Well, of course it is, but you can go to work if you want to. I don't want to go to work. I don't want. I, I'm not going to get into it. I, I keep saying, <laughs> I I keep saying to Rachel. <laughs> I kept saying to Rachel, I'm disappointed. Really, that she's. <laughs> I was thinking, like as morbid as this is, I was thinking, <laughs> like. If, yeah. if we abolish the monarchy, there'd be a fucking two-month party around the UK. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, uh, so we'll not, not exactly, <laughs> not exactly monarchists. I probably, I will probably cut that. I will probably cut all the anti-monarchy stuff. <laughs> anyway, we've got a lovely bank holiday. Uh, sun's shining. It's going to be an awesome weekend. But until then, we have got some urban legends to talk about. Ooh, like this. Yeah, I've been, so, this is one I'm hoping one of us to do for a while. Yeah, it's it's the one that sort of jumped out at me this afternoon. And we've we've gone through a few over the years. Like, um, in just researching uh, for this episode, we, we have done a, a number, or we've talked about them in in other episodes about other things. But there is 
just so much out there. This is uh, quite an often requested topic. We've had this requested many times over the years, so I think people will be happy that we're finally doing it. Like we say, the the more obvious ones, we don't tend to they sit on the back burner for so long. Yeah, I I mean when I uh, and and long term listeners will know that um, Bobby bought Tiss and I a, a, a lovely present for Christmas, which is uh, a little notebook with a, a list of episodes. And I, I looked through the episodes and I was convinced we'd already done this because it's so obvious. Yeah, because I think we've talked about doing it multiple times. Um, it's the same as lycanthropy. I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, we did that one, but we haven't. No. It's just because it's obvious. Um, so it should be fun. It should be relatively light. I've tried to pick um, some fun ones. I've tried to pick some spooky ones. I've tried to pick... Um, a good mix, um, just to get us talking. Um, I've tried to make it a bit more interactive for you guys. Um, mm. But uh, Bobby, I think, like noticed I'm getting me getting the sellotape out earlier to take my sticky notes down. Oh, that's what it was for. I thought uh, you were I've... wrapping up Jack's wedding present or something. <laughs> <laughs> Multitasking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Rachel wouldn't allow me to wrap the wedding present. My wrapping's terrible. Um, uh, oh yeah, uh, they probably won't listen. In fact, they won't listen to this. But uh, congratulations to my brother-in-law Jack and my new sister-in-law Amanda. Get married in a few days' time. But by the time this is up, they'll be married. Well, listeners know Jack. Jack's been on the show. Yeah, exactly. So some of you so, will remember Jack from the Black Holes episode. Black Holes, yeah, that's the one. Good episode. Um, and uh, I believe, um, uh, no, completely forgot what I was going to say. This is what lack of sleep does to you. So we're just going to crack on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just forgot the episode. That's it. That's it. I was going to say. I Thanks for that... listening. Till next time. <laughs> um, no, I believe um, uh... that's it. That's it. I remember now. So I believe Godwin's going to be there too at the wedding. So, um and Joel's really excited because he loves everything to do with space. So I think he wants to sit and pick Godwin's brain about black holes and planets and stuff like that. Yeah. You're training so, Joel up to be a future guest on the show. Yeah, that's it. He'll explain yeah, to gonna... us more better than we can understand it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, but I'm trying to make it interactive. Uh, Long term listeners will know that when we used to record together, we used to have the mystery board. Which yes. Bobby? He, oh, I thought you were leaning across. Oh, you are leaning across to. Ah, I've got it yeah. right here. Um, and obviously now we're recording remotely in three different locations from across the United Kingdom. It's a bit difficult to do that, but I've tried to do it on the back of my iPad. So, um, I've got eight here. We might not get through all of them. Just depends, and I'm just going to hold it up and see if you. Can, hopefully, you can read them. Mm, not no, really. You'll have to doesn't be, work. You'll have to pull it close. I, I tell you what. I tell you what. This is this is Plan B. Then I thought Plan A wasn't going to work. So Plan B is I'm just going to take a photo and send it to you. Oh, that's better because I think I tried to do this with you guys once, and you could barely read it as well. You need to get a uh, a camera for the for the board. Right. So I've just sent you uh, the photo. Oh yeah, it's just come up. And uh, I think we'll start with you, Tiss, if you've got the photo. <laughs> okay. 
Um, pick pick one. Pick any. Woo <laughs> woo. Woo woo. That um that reminds me of is it Swifty? Is it Chicken Woo Woo? Oh, Bob, that you know was talking about. Yeah, Chicken Woo Woo. He ordered. Tried to order Chicken Woo Woo. If if Swifty's still listening, uh, maybe <laughs> if <laughs> maybe he remembers, I think he'd had a few. <laughs> chicken Woo Woo. We all had, but I will yeah. never. I'll never forget that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, this is this is quite a fun one to start with. Um, so this is, so Woo Woo is in <laughs> reference. I'm, I'm just yeah. giggling about chicken Woo Woo now. <laughs> <laughs> Such a ridiculous combination of words. So, <laughs> uh, so I'm not, I'm not going to talk about the, the famous cocktail that people might drink in a bar. <laughs> uh, this is in reference to, um, an urban legend called this. There's an urban legend called the Baby Train. Oh, um, now allegedly, I don't know this one. No, have you heard of the Baby Train, Tis? Baby Train, no. Baby, no. but that's how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> What is that? That's so shit. Uh, that was Crazy Train. Crazy Train. That's it. I didn't know that was a band either. No, that's uh, Ozzy. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know any Ozzy Osbourne songs. Is it Black Sabbath? Yeah. yeah. Crazy it's Train. Black Sabbath. Yeah. So, that's not worked as well. That was noisy as well. So, Baby Train refers to a urban legend about uh, a small town in the USA. As much research as I actually put into this, I could never find out the name of the small town, which I guess is why it's a legend. Some of these things, you just don't know the origin completely. Well, the thing with urban legends is you can make it so anyone can just say, yeah, apparently it's this town. So a lot of them are intentionally vague, so you can make it fit to whatever story you're telling. And we will say, listeners, if you're not familiar with the term urban legends, these are not real, are they? Mm, no, not quite. It's, this is it, like we're, this... We're, we're dipping into fiction for an episode. We are dipping into fiction, but I suppose the the thing that makes urban legends interesting to talk about is that there are usually elements of truth within them somewhere. Well, what's in, what the weird thing about urban legends as well is how how far they spread. Yeah, these yeah, stories. So this one, for example, is is one that's told in the USA. United Kingdom and Australia, mm-hmm. um, but allegedly began uh, from this small town in the states uh, that had one year had an unusually high birth rate, so loads of babies born just all at the same time, mm. and allegedly, and this is crazy. This is this is the same from three different countries. Allegedly, a freight train. Like blasted through this this little town and blew its whistle really loud at five in the morning, waking up all the residents. And so it was too late for them to go back to sleep. So they all just woke up and had sex. <laughs> um, wow! And uh, and so this resulted in a mini baby boom. And so that's that's the legend. But that... uh, there are. <laughs> 
Okay. Well, go on. I was going to say that is, I've never heard that. That's ludicrous. The fact that like one train blasting through a town can cause a baby boom. Yeah. And that the everyone that woke up, instead of thinking, oh, we've got a bit of time, let's just go back to sleep, just thought, well, we may as well just have sex because what else are we going to do? And like, I well, obviously unprotected sex and just... I, <laughs> I don't know about listeners or you guys or anything, but if I've got... I have to get up quite early for work. So if I'm getting up for like six six o'clock for work and a train blows through at 5 a.m., I'm not thinking, oh, could squeeze a quick one here in here. I'm thinking, fucking, I've got to get up in now. I've got to try and get a bit of extra sleep. Yeah, yeah. It that that's probably going to take a lot of groundwork to get that off the ground, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> because, because you know you're both tired, and presumably, you know, like she's got work in the morning as well. Um. I I just love I just love this I just love that this is this is somehow come about I couldn't find how far back like where this actually originated from um oh hang on a minute yes sorry I've just managed to find it <laughs> literally just managed to find it so apparently it first appeared in a novel by Christopher Morley in 1939 oh so it was in a novel this is that's interesting like it can happen in a novel and then someone tells it as if it was real and then it spreads and then did you hear this yeah but it's been used this this kind of thing has been used to explain high like really unusually high birth rates that kind of spike nine months after a major event right and uh Apparently, this there is some science included in this that when your regular pattern of life is disrupted, that adults turn to result resort to sex almost as like a form of entertainment. Ooh. And I suppose you could look at the lockdowns and the amount of people that had lockdown babies. Yeah, I was literally about to say that, including a guest from on the from last year, Emma. They had a lockdown baby. Yeah, exactly. Um, apparently in the States, uh, particularly in Boston, but all around the States, there was a, a really unusual birth rate, um, sort of a usually high birth rate, nine months after 9-11. Mm. People would sometimes do turn to sex in tragedy because it takes your mind off it. You get a lot of stories of people having sex at funerals. Really? At funerals? Yeah, yeah, like at a funeral or at the wake, sneaking off, because it, it it takes your mind off of tra- off the of tragedy. Some people, mm. yeah. they will turn to sex. Interesting. I, I'm, I'm not sure I'd have the gall to have sex at a funeral. Um. Well, I may be thinking of the wake. I don't think they're, they're shagging in the back of the church. <laughs> During the church, or yeah. the back of the crematorium. <laughs> Just behind the curtains. Yeah. Yeah, uh, no, probably not. You're probably right. Um, and uh, the other example I could find was apparently there was a blackout across the whole of the northeast of the USA in 1965, and there was a similar thing happening then. Um, and people used this legend. Yeah, but I understand that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, well, we may as well. A blackout in the 60s, what else are you going to do in the dark? Yeah. Now you well, just be like, oh. <laughs> You know, I've, I can. There's so much I can do still. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if there's a blackout these days, 
chances are there's going to be a device that's charged and you can yeah, just... Yeah, I play on my Switch or something or read some comics on my iPad. There's, there's stuff I can yeah. do. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, people were having enough sex in the 60s without <laughs> a blackout. That makes it sound like I have no libido. <laughs> there's things I can do to avoid fucking having a shag. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, so that was... That was woo woo. It was just a little gentle one to get us off the ground. It just made me laugh a lot. <laughs> gentle. It started gentle and then it got faster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. <It's> amazing. <laughs> right. Do you want me to pick the next one then? Yeah, go for it. God, these every one of these is tempting me, but I've got to go with finger licking good. Finger licking good. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be a KFC urban legend, isn't it? Is that true? <laughs> About all the chicken that disappa- disappeared. Um, so, <laughs> finger looking good. Um, sorry, I'm just trying to keep track of, because obviously, otherwise I'm going to have to keep taking photos. Uh, so just like making sure I'm keeping up to, up to speed with this. So, Finger licking good refers to an urban legend known as the licked hand. The li- licked hand. The licked hand. Oh, I don't like that. No, it sounds horrible already, doesn't it? Uh, it's sometimes also known as the doggy lick. Oh. And uh, <laughs> that sounds dirty as well. <laughs> you shouldn't have started the sex one. Is this where they handle food on a licked hand or something? Um, no. <laughs> no <it's> not... <laughs> I'm still thinking it's going to be something to do with KFC or something. No, no, drop no. the KFC. It's not, not to do with KFC. Um, okay. So the urban, urban legend goes a bit like this. So there's a very young girl, home alone for the first time. Her parents have gone out for the night and she's only got her dog for company. And she's listening to the news, she's got the news on in the background, and she hears of a killer on the loose in her neighbourhood. And so she gets really scared, she locks all the doors and the windows, but she forgets about the basement window, and it's left unlocked. She goes to bed, taking her dog to her room with her, and, you know, thinking that her dog's going to protect her, and let it sleep under her under her bed. Uh, she wakes in the night to hear a dripping sound coming from the bathroom and the dripping noise frightens her but she's too scared to get out of bed to see what it is. To reassure herself she reaches a hand towards the floor for the dog and is rewarded by this reassuring lick on her hand. But the next morning when she wakes up she goes to the bathroom for a drink of water only to find her dead mutilated dog hanging in the shower with his blood slowly dripping onto the tiles. On the shower wall, written in the dog's blood, are the words, humans can lick too. Uh... That's horrible, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> so, so grim. We, I Do you mean, know we, what we... these are? These are urban legends. They're like the original creepypastas, aren't they? Yes. That's what it is. That's exactly what they are. Yeah, Jesus. Because I, you, they're, they're so evocative. Like they're always the stories of them are so evocative that you get. Like when you were telling that, I was like leaning in, leaning in, getting in, waiting for like the punchline, as it were. 
and it got me, even though I'm like, no, this this didn't happen. This is it's an urban legend. People are just people are just telling stories, but the memorable ones they they spread like this one, yeah. just like creepy pastas do. When you read a, a creepy pasta, yeah, you know it's not real, but you somehow get drawn into it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can't help yourself. Um, the I mean, the crazy thing is that apparently. So this was first, from what I can tell, this was first told in a story uh, by M.R. James, uh, The Diary of Mr. Pointer, where um, a young man absently strokes his dog whilst reading an old manuscript, um, which is accounting this this story of a sinister death of a young student. And, uh, of course, the creature's not a, not a dog. It's a student that he's just killed. Um, sort of like really crazy story. Uh, so that was in 1919, and since then, um, particularly in this, it always happens in America, doesn't it? It's these sorts of things. There was like a, a spate of um, dog deaths um, mm. across America in the in the early 90s um, and late 80s, and this story seemed to kind of evolve, um, but it's been all over. Like, um, so it's. Like it's it's apparently, uh, or a variation of this story is told by one of the main characters. Uh, so you guys know that the Enfield Haunting was made into a series. Yeah. Um. So apparently this this story was told in the premiere episode of that. Oh right. Um. It all it's also featured on Made in Chelsea. I know you guys are massive Made in Chelsea fans. Um. Supernatural. The L oh, word. so this is this is a story that's gone around. It's been used in media for years. Yeah, I've never come across it. No, I've never heard of it before. Probably because it's just freaking depressing and horrible. Um, but I think you're right. I think you've hit the nail on the head. The urban legends or urban myths are the original creepy pastas. Mm. Because even when I'm reading creepy pasta and I know it's not true. Yeah, some of them you can't help yourself but just go. Ooh. And some of them become so famous they take on like a, a life of their own, like you're like your Slendermans and things like that. They start off as that. It's like uh, like things like Bloody Marys, an urban legend that sort of became beyond that. Um, so yeah. yeah, it's interesting. We could even do a follow up to this episode at some point on creepypastas, which is another one that's yeah. been requested over the years. Like just talk about some of some of the most well known creepypastas. Yeah. But this is, I mean, this could be, it could almost be like an episode of The X-Files or like... Yeah, yeah. Some horrible episode where the serial killer's hiding under the girl's bed and licking her hand and she thinks it's the dog. Like, that's gross. But uh, I just find, this is what I love about Urban Legends. Um, Urban Legends is just how widespread they, they that's just crazy. Yeah, how far they can spread. Especially like a lot of them are from before the days of the internet. Like, I guess that's the difference between them and a creepypasta is like... Creepypasta spreads on message boards and across the internet. Urban legends, it is just like one person tells another person, spreads across the playground, spreads through the pub, and they can spread throughout the world just from people telling each other. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so apparently this is... Uh, you can find this story in North America, Asia, uh, Europe... United Kingdom, West Africa, there's loads, or like a variation of this story in all those places. So that's that's finger-licking good. Mm. Uh, Tissy, do you want to pick another one? 
Yes. So, um, woo-woo's gone and finger-licking good is gone. Yeah. Hungry, hungry hippo. I knew he was going <laughs> to do that one. <laughs> hungry, hungry hippo. Uh, so, for this one, uh, I wondered whether you guys would remember, like, so I remembered this one from an episode of the Ricky Gervais show. Right. Okay. Where there was... I probably know this. For a while, and it was this was the late 90s, this went around the internet. And now, obviously, like, the mid to late 90s, the internet was quite... It was, like, brand new. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so this this went crazy. This was everywhere, this this urban legend. Uh, and the story goes... So this, this story, uh, basically, there's a freak accident that occurs at a circus uh, involving... Um, a, a dwarf bouncing on a trampoline. Uh, the the dwarf jumped sideways off the trampoline, just at, apparently just at the moment that a hippo begins to yawn. The dwarf lands in the hippo's yawning mouth and is swallowed whole. And the audience applauded at first, thinking it was part of the show. Um, but then, like the true horror, re- like set in when they realised. It wasn't part of the show. That basically this hippo had just eaten a dwarf whole. Now, at the time, this was picked up by some newspapers across uh, the UK. So basically, like the Sun, the Mirror. Yeah, I was going to say some tabloids. Um, yeah, some of the some of the <laughs> some of the some of the big tabloids. But it, it, yeah, so 1998 Financial Times. Yeah, Financial Times. Yeah. <laughs> The Telegraph. Um, (laughs) But it also ended up in the newspaper in Las Vegas. And um, I I did have it. I do have it on YouTube. I can't figure out how I'm going to how I'm going to play it. But if you go on YouTube, you can find the clip where Carl Pilkington is telling Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant about this this story. And obviously, Ricky's like, this is ridiculous. Um, And. He said, so the, he said the dwarf goes off at hypotenuse. Yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. I knew you'd remember. He says he goes off at hypotenuse. And Ricky Gervais is like, you're making it sound like the hippo's waiting to go on the stage. Like, like oh, come on, this is taking too long. Um, like, like, he sat in the dressing room. And when do you get a hippo at a circus? Yeah, exactly. Hippos are, like, aggressive. <laughs> yeah, typical Cole Pilkington eats it all up, uh, like the hippo ate the dwarf. Um, but yeah, here we go. So the this the original story was set in an Austrian circus, apparently. Um, so, but it, the, off the back of this story, someone actually made like a grainy video, like a really grainy video, which is what the tabloids got hold of. Um, but the hippo was named Hilda. And the dwarf was named Franz Dach. So that's where the story came from, apparently. But it ended up also... So it ended up in the Daily Telegraph, the Advertiser, the Sunday Mail, uh, Manchester Evening News, which is probably where Carl Pilkington heard it from, being from <laughs> Manchester. Um, but yeah, go on YouTube. It's really funny. It's just like a four-minute um, segment on their show. I'll put the clip in the show notes. That's it, yeah. Um, I take it... So apart from... So, Tish, you obviously remember it from Ricky Gervais' show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bobby, never heard of this before? I, I would have heard it 
um, on the Ricky Gervais show, but that would have been when it was originally on, which was years ago, like over a decade ago. So I don't don't didn't remember it. No, no, it's it's another little silly one, but um, I vaguely remember it from the Ricky Gervais show because they used to be we used to download them as podcasts, didn't we? But like yeah, years it. ago. Um, so vaguely remember this. Um, but uh, Snopes also got a hold of this as well, uh, and they they debunked it years and years ago. Like, well, this is obviously absolute trash. Yeah, it's ludicrous. It is, but it's like like a hippo's mouth is big. Yeah, but I don't think it's big enough to just gulp down a whole human being. Even <laughs> even if it was a little person, they're not going to just gulp you whole. No, 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 exactly. And hippos aren't carnivores, are they? Or I, are they? Uh, no, I think they are. Yeah, hippos I, are. Yeah. Whenever I've gone to a zoo, I've always seen a hippo eating like a load of hay. That's because they just can't afford meat. I'm going to double check. Yeah. I don't want us to sound stupid. I don't know. The, the zoo hippos don't get paid that much. Oh, I'm going to sound like a right dodo now. Yeah, hippos are fucking vicious, mate. Here we go. They're omnivores, so they're better. Omnivores, like, okay. Yeah, okay. So, I was going to say, okay. I've definitely seen them eating meat. On like nature shows and stuff, but yeah, om- omnivorous creatures. Um, I mean, I wouldn't fancy being munched on by a hippo. No, they're, pretty, they're, pretty, they're scary. They are pretty horrible things to look at. Um, but that was hungry, hungry hippo. Um, Bobby, back to you. Oh, let me get my uh, picture up. Yeah, sorry. So finger looking good's gone. Woo woo. Hungry, 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 hungry hippo. hippo. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go for. I just like it because it's got punctuation in it. It's got a question mark at the end. The devil wears shoes. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is one of my favourite ones. Um... Is it, it feels <laughs> like the the knockoff version of the devil wears Prada. <laughs> yeah, that was that was my intention. Um, <laughs> so. Um, I'm going to get the name of this place wrong. Bobby, I feel like you're the person that would correct me on this. Um, But uh, The Devil Wears Shoes is to do with the devil's footprint, uh, which was a phenomenon that occurred during February 1855 around the X estuary in South Devon. E-X-E, is that X? Yeah, yeah, the X estuary, yeah. The X estuary, okay. So... Uh, in February 1855, it was a particularly um, snowy winter, like really, really, really cold winter. Um, loads of heavy snow and heavy snow that would, you know, just be feet and feet deep. And um, after a night of heavy snow, there were these hoof-like marks that appeared in the snow, which mm. to to begin with, you think, well, you know, big deal, like horses or something like that. Um but they appeared during the night, covering a, a distance of somewhere between 40 and 100 miles, uh, which is 60 to 160 kilometres, uh, if, if you work in kilometres. I don't know, some of our listeners will. Um, and um, some religious leaders at the time freaked out because they, they suggested that they were the tracks of Satan. Uh, well, make, they were hooves, good... like hoof prints. Yeah, they were made, they're kind of like, I'm going to try and take a picture Tracks of Satan. Are they big? Because I was going to say it could just be like a goat. Well, I'm going to take a picture now. So they're like they're like cloven hooves. 
Yeah, um, that, so I've just who's sent that it to you. Cloven hoofed fellow. I like the cut of his jib. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's probably Satan. Is is what they went to? Satan. Satan. Um. So that is taken straight out of. So I've just they're like directly in front of each other, like he's like he's doing a little. That just looks like walking down the catwalk. <laughs> it's just yeah, it's like one track, isn't it? Yeah, they're not side by side. They're in a straight line. Unless he's got one leg and he's hopping down there. Well, so we'll come on to some theories in a minute. Um, okay. But that is, that's taken straight out of the, the Illustrated London News in 1855, that picture I've just sent you. Um, so those from the scale that's at the bottom of the picture, is I would make that out to be like, they're like half a foot wide, these hoofs. Or right. the marks made in the snow. Um, oh, here we go. So the footprints, they measured about four inches long three inches across and uh, between eight to 16 inches, um, mostly in single file, but sometimes they kind of like um, sort of sp- spread out a bit in the way that like a big animal would walk. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they appeared in over 30 loca- locations across Devon. A couple of couple were appearing in, in Dorset. Um, but this is... This is this is the weird thing is that they appeared on houses, so they're on the roof. Oh, okay. Of houses, um, they found them on the, uh, like the the edge of bridges. So, like a I don't know, just like a a brick's width over a bridge. Um, they also found them on tops of haystacks in barns. Um, on the tap of on the top of narrow walls around people's homes so that was what made it weird was it wasn't just like in a field they they appeared in strange places and uh yeah so this this really caught the eye particularly of the superstitious um and so they they went as far to believe that they were the marks of satan himself Uh, and so this then just became uh quite a big deal in 1855 at least What's interesting about this one is there's actual physical evidence of something. So it's people's imaginations running wild with actual something physical. Yeah. But I haven't got a theory for it. Tiss, have you got a theory before Tiss, uh, before Beef rolls them out? What do you think it is? Um, not really, no. But the, So the reason that it ended up being that the, the religious leaders at the time and vicars were the ones kind of mentioning it was because obviously parishioners would go to their local church to tell them about something, tell the vicar or the priest what they'd seen. And so they started documenting as evidence, these, these examples of these prints that they'd found in the snow. But it it is a bit odd, isn't it? Could be a hoax. It could be a hoax. Yeah. That's probably the most... That's the only thing I can think of, yeah. Um, there have been a number of theories. Some of them are very strange. I'm just going to blast through a few now. Um, so uh, a fella called Mike Dash suggested that um, some of the prints, including those that, that were found on the roof, could have been made by rodents um, hopping, hopping through the snow. Um. Mm. Yeah, but it um and apparently 
I'm I'm not sure what I think about this, but apparently the print left behind after a mouse has leapt into snow can resemble that of a cloven animal, but I can't imagine how. Like I can't understand that. It seems as well like if there was that much of this going on at one time, it just so happens that all these places had mice jumping around. Yeah. I, I feel like that's not big enough as well for, you know, like a four inch mm. you know. Um this one's this one's amazing. Um in a letter to the Illustrated London News in eighteen fifty five, the Reverend Musgrave wrote in the course of a few days, a report was circulated that a couple of kangaroos escaped from a private menagerie in Sidmouth. A kangaroo. Um, it seemed that no one actually knew for sure whether the kangaroos had escaped or how they could have crossed the uh, ex-estuary. But he said that he invented the story in the end. He admitted that he invented the story to distract his parishioners from the fact that it was the devil. He was like, no, oh, he just made that rubbish. up. Yeah, pretty much. Well, th- if I was going to make it up, I don't think I'd say something like as ludicrous as a kangaroo. No. Because a kangaroo's print does not look like that. No, I- I'd imagine it to be quite, f- like, forked. Like, kind of yeah. like... Yeah. With a lot long. Yeah. But, like, he must have been pretty desperate. <laughs> I guess him wanting to take the attention away from the fact that it was the devil... Maybe he was sensing some of the hysteria and just thinking, no, this is insane. Right, okay, he's trying to placate it by making something ludicrous up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I've got a a quote here from him. Uh, He says, I found a very apt opportunity to mention the name of Kangaroo in allusion to the report. Um, I certainly did not pin my faith to that version of the mystery, but the state of the public mind of the villagers... Dreading to go out after sunset, under the conviction that this was the devil's work, rendered it very desirable that a turn should be given to such a degraded and vitiated notion. I can't speak. And I was thankful that a kangaroo served such a purpose. So, I don't know. I can't work out, actually, is there just an... Is there some kind of truth that maybe a kangaroo or two kangaroos did escape and he just, like... Yeah, it's probably the kangaroos because, like, you've got yeah. If you've got villagers just terrified, not wanting to go out after sunset, um, it yeah. might be the case that an animal escaped. Animals do escape from these things, and he was like, "Okay, I could just say it's this to like yeah. ease it off a bit." But yeah, uh, finally, there was a, a a guy called Richard Owen who put forward a theory that the footprints were very similar to that of a badger. Uh, I still think if it was an animal, it's going to be walking... That's that's the problem. They're in too, too straight a line. Yeah. So I can't, I can't work that one out, to be honest. But uh, interestingly enough, in 2013, in Scotland, they, they, a similar picture was taken, uh, but it was... April Fool's Day, so... Oh, right, okay. Uh, it was just someone um, pissing about. Yeah, that's what I think the original might have been, though. Maybe, but it doesn't explain how that would happen over such a broad area. Like they found Well, that's them... the thing, though. If it happens once, then people get chatting, then you get copycats. Yeah. And then people start doing it, and then it can spread. It's like, like, a, like an urban legend does. This is like almost like a physical urban legend. If someone... If it's a hoax and then it starts spreading around, people start mimicking it, and then it's like, oh, it's an epidemic of 
Satan prince. Um, Satan but it might destroy yeah. people, yeah. What do you think, Tess? Hoax. Hoax. Yeah. I think that's the closest I can get to it. It's the only thing I can think of that really makes sense. It just seems... The, the, the layout of the prince being in a straight line is the thing that makes it just like... I don't know what else it could be. Because I don't know an animal that's going to walk like that. Yeah. It's quite interesting reading of one so long ago, though. Mm-hmm. Like, that's pretty cool. Uh, but that was The Devil Wears Shoes. Before we move on, now we've done four of the eight, do yeah. you guys remember a series of horror films called Urban Legends? No. Uh, vague, vaguely. Mm. Why? I just remember... Um, I, I was too scared to watch a scary film when I was a kid. Um, but I used to always act, try and be like, act cool around other kids mm. at school that like said they watched horror films and stuff. And then I always got my, my bluff called. I stayed at my friend's house and he was like, yeah, my stepdad said we could rent any film we wanted. So I went out and got some films and he got Urban Legends 2. Uh. Um, and I was like, oh, cool. And then that was the first horror film I ever watched. Ah, uh. did you pee yourself? But I remember finding it scary, even though I, I have no idea if that holds up. I have no idea if it's good. I think it's probably trash. But I remember finding it scary at the time, but also kind of liking it. So maybe that's actually where I started actually enjoying horror films. So there we go, Urban Legends 2. I remember there's a bit where the guy gets, he like wakes up and he's got like stitches on his stomach and it turns out like they've cut his liver out or something. One of his organs has been oh. cut out. And then he starts trying to escape the house. He starts climbing out the window and the person chasing him grabs hold of him, but they dig their finger into the scar, the stitch marks and uh. pull him back on it. And I remember uh. thinking, that is grim. Yeah, that and is I grim. I couldn't look at the screen. No, that's horrible. That's how I remember it. That might be, not be how it goes down, but yeah, there we go. I got a good story. Yeah, it's about a campus serial killer who murders eight students. Urban Legends. They had this, like, creature on the wing of the plane. We've all told them. True story, right? We've all heard them. You're going down. This is no Jamie Lee Curtis, right? But these students are daring. Urban Legends, scene six, take two. To film them. The movie is about a serial killer whose murders are all based on urban legends. That's pretty cool. There's this girl. She puts her hand down. And if her dog licks her hand, she knows everything's okay. Can I be the dog? Because I'm a great licker. That urban legend. Like that girl who eats a burrito with a pregnant roach and all the eggs hatch inside of her nose. No. Tradition during finals week at the stroke of midnight, everyone screams. Someone is turning legends, but at the same time, a co-ed is brutally attacked into reality. Dude, that looks so real. None of blood. You don't think it was real? OJ left more blood than that on the Bronco. Paranoia. <laughs> Wrong man accused. <laughs> How the lines blur between fantasy and reality. Gotcha. She's one hell of an actress, ain't she? (laughs) Whoever's doing this is gonna come after you again. Trust me. Just an urban legend. Urban legend, my ass. 
Okay, so we've done four of these. We don't have to do all of them because, to be honest, I'm probably going to make this into a bit of a series and come back to a lot of these later on. And there are so many, as you can imagine. Um, But we, how long we've been recording? We've only been going fifty. We've been well. We've we've only been going about forty minutes. So we'll see what we get through. Oh, okay. We we could do like we could do like another two and then see where we are, like another one each, and then see if we've got time for more. Sounds good. Uh, So Tiss, it's back to you. Right. Tess is awake. I'm so tired. Check the children. Check the yeah, children. Check, check the children. Is this is this a scary one? It is a bit scary. Anything with children, you know, it's going to be scary. Okay, no, no, no. no. I'm going to change. No, he's, change. he's already <laughs> said it. He's already said it. I'm changing it. I'm changing it. Can I just say, uh, you know, we're talking about finger looking good. When we're talking about finger looking good, when I went to pick the next one, I thought check the children and said choke the chicken. <laughs> I'll choke the chicken. <laughs> choke the children. Choke the children. No, don't choke, choke the children. Choke the chicken. What did you actually go for, Tiss? Emergency. Emergency. He, he chickened out. He chickened out in the end. He choked the chicken down. Yeah. He choked the chicken. Oh. Um, oh. <laughs> sorry. It's a horrible so, expression, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um... So this one, I'm I'm genu- genuinely curious to know whether you remember. I feel like if anyone, this is maybe the one that we one of us would go. Oh yeah, I kind of remember that one. Um, so this relates to the nine 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 phone charging urban legend. So essentially, the claim was that if your mobile phone was low on battery. Then, if you dialed nine nine nine, it would charge the phone. Oh, I don't know. I don't remember that. Never heard of this. I seem to remember. Do you know what I feel like? I seem to remember someone like Ben or maybe a, maybe like Fabio. <laughs> um, of course, it would be Fabio. Because I seem to remember one of them at the time having a blackberry and um apparently so this basically this was a feature of old blackberry phones was that if the battery was too low the f- the phone would lock itself down and just basically shut off all features of um of the phone except for being able to make emergency calls right uh, and so apparently people found that if you called 999 and then hang- hung up it would override, or no, no, sorry, this bit is actually true. It would override the shutdown and then allow you to keep using the phone. Uh, but word got around that that happened across all phones, and it, I mean, obviously, you never did actually charge your mobile. But people thought that. And then it gave you a bit of juice. How would that even happen? How would that even? Exactly. But this was. I see. Yeah, like I said, I seem to remember people talking about this at at school, and and I. I feel like, obviously you'll have to bleep this out, you're not going to, because I've said it, but I feel like Billy or someone like that tried oh, it I'm at school. I'm bleeping all these names, don't worry. No, I know. I just feel like someone at school said it and tried it, and then obviously it didn't happen, because it's absolutely Well, of crap. course it didn't. <laughs> I love those, like, those, like, playground, did you know that blah, 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 like the absolute bollocks that people would say. Because Blackberries were like, pr- probably when we were like year 11, sixth form, weren't they? They were 
towards the end of school. I never had one. I didn't know anyone that had one. No. I feel like Nick had one at some point. Um, All these names you're including that I have to beep out. <laughs> that the listeners have no idea who they are. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this actually carried on for years and it got to the point where the police had to step in. But I'm surprised at how late the police got involved. Um, so it wasn't until 2013 that different police forces around Britain started releasing in the press, telling people not to do it. Um, yeah, so, so the police actually had to step in and say, stop calling 999 to get yeah, your phone charged. Please stop real. calling 999. Yeah, they were like, basically, every time you call 999, the operator then has to call you back to, to make sure you're actually okay and all of that is wasting time, so please stop it. Um, and then they reminded, there was an advert released, I don't remember this, but apparently there was an advert released that reminded people it was illegal to do that, to to break, to basically to prank call the police is illegal. To try and get an extra um, 2% on your phone battery or something. Yeah, exactly. Jeez. Um, also, this, I don't, I don't remember this at all, but a belief also, um, so loud. Bob, can you hear that? Yeah, of course I can. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> See, if you'd have carried on with um, Check the Children, you wouldn't be making so much noise. You'd be sat there trembling in fear. <laughs> I would have um, been, yeah. I don't remember this bit, but apparently <laughs> um, people started to believe in 2015 that you could tell Siri to charge my phone to 100%. That's ridiculous. Um, and it would happen, and it would. People are so yeah. stupid. Exactly. Yeah, it's insane, isn't it? But I, I, I'm, I'm surprised. Maybe it was just my maths class then. But I seem to just remember this happening. I seem to remember people talking about this happening. That this was real. That you could call nine 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 and it would charge your phone. No, I don't. If if this <sighs> was happening in in my classroom, I don't remember it. No. Tiss doesn't remember anything because I think I remember the ad. I remember the advert of um, "It's illegal to ring the police." Prank call the police. Oh, do you? I think I remember that sort of campaign because obviously mobile phones. We we grew up with mobile phones, right? We grew up with like yeah. the first commercially available like slim phones. Kind of, yeah. Just when I was going into secondary school, people started having them. Yeah. When I was when I yeah. started. Literally year seven, so first year of secondary school, people in my class started having mobile phones. Yeah. But not everyone, though. Like, some people would have them and you'd ask to borrow their phone so you could play Snake. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. And then I think I got one sort of midway through year eight. Right. Yeah, I think... But still, not everyone had them then, even. I just... My dad bought me it because he needed to get hold of me to pick me up after school. Um. So that was it. Yeah, I got, I got, my parents made sure that it was like the most average, bang average phone yeah. you could get out. Like a 5210. Yeah, it was just like a basic phone just so my dad could get hold of me. And that was like halfway through year eight. So they, they were just starting to come in. So by the time, Tiss, you're two years below us. By the time you went into secondary school, that's when we would have been in year nine and like everyone had them then. That was it. Yeah. No, I'm one yeah. year below you. You just one year? Oh, yeah, Becca's two years below me. <laughs> but like yeah I, why you would need 
the battery to last on those phones because I remember charging mine at the start of the week and oh, then I'd get to like they Friday. They would last forever. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, I should probably charge it now. It's been a week. Like, you know. Because <laughs> who's ringing you? Yeah, those batteries would last fucking ages. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just do you, remember, do you remember buying like 3210 like covers from the market and stuff? In there? Yeah. Yeah, I had a Homer Simpson one. I had a Jack Daniels one. Never drank Jack Daniels. I had a leopard screen. I have a, le- a leopard skin print um, Bart Simpson one <laughs> to match your underwear. Yeah, exactly. Bart Simpson <laughs> leopard skin print pants. Love it. Yeah. So that was emergency. That was a trip down the nostalgia hole of phone cases as well. Yeah. Oh, I also had one that Alan gave me that was just like load of weed on it. <laughs> like, Excellent. Not a- just the just the plant leaf, like not actual weed. Although with Alan, it was actually probably could be weed. Excellent. You you're just gonna try and drop every single person who was our school by name that none of the listeners know. No, Tiss wasn't there. Like, yeah, so half of these people he probably doesn't know. I know who Nick is. <laughs> that was one of them. <laughs> I think I named about eight people. Is that yeah, so many, <laughs> so many people. So, so half of them I was Tiss... like, oh yeah, who was that again? <laughs> If Tiss doesn't know, then like our listeners are just going to be so lost. <laughs> yeah, Sorry exactly. Just names. Right, it's yeah. my turn. I'm going for Check the Children. Of course you are. You have to go for Check the Children. So Check the Children. Check the Children. Check the Chicken. Is <laughs> Check the Chicken is an urban legend, uh, also known as The Babysitter and The Man Upstairs. Oh, I don't like that name already. It's also known as The Babysitter or The Sitter. It's an urban legend that dates back to the 1960s about a teenage girl babysitting children who receives a telephone call from a stalker who he just says one thing, check the children. Mm. Uh, now, this has basically been adapted into movies. You might be thinking of Scream is re- kind that's, of that's loosely based. That's kind of what it brought um, ideas of Scream to my head when you said it, yeah. But this is this is actually based on a murder that took place in 1950 of a 13-year-old girl called Jeanette Chrisman, oh. um, who was a 13-year-old babysitter. She was babysitting a couple of girls and was uh, raped and murdered by this guy who had like managed to get in through a basement window and uh, allegedly, yeah, it, the, the urban legend kind of comes from... From this, um, so de- the details kind God, of talk the tone, about the theme. tone is really changed from the uh, yeah, laser talk know. from five minutes I know, ago. Right? Yeah. But carry on. So the story goes: there's a teenage girl watching television, uh, babysitting children that have already been put to bed upstairs. The phone rings. It's an unknown caller telling her to check the children. So the girl dismisses the call because the caller's already hung up. Uh, walks away from the phone, but the caller calls back several times, and each time check the children, check the children, and this girl's becoming to get really, really frightened. Uh, eventually, the babysitter calls the police, who tell her that they will trace the next call. If you can keep him on the phone for thirty seconds, then we'll be able to trace the call. And she explains to him it's too short. He just says check the children, and then hangs up. You've got like two seconds to check and trace this call. Um, but they, they tell her to try anyway, and they'll do what they can. 
Uh, the stranger calls again, and the police return her call, advising her to leave immediately because they're concerned it's this this murderer that's you know doing the rounds. Uh, she evacuates the home, uh, and the police meet her to explain that the calls were coming from inside the house, and that the unidentified prowler was calling her after killing the children upstairs. Now. There are some other versions to this. This is like, this is the one that's come from the States after the murder of this teenage girl. Um, but there are other versions where the, the babysitter is also killed. Like she doesn't get out in time, basically. Um, she doesn't, you know, the police don't help her. Um, uh, in other more modern versions, uh, rather than being tormented by these phone calls, this babysitter um, is unnerved by what she assumes to be this hideous life-size statue of a clown in the corner of the room. Oh, oh, that's horrible. <laughs> when the mother or father of the children she's caring for calls home to check how, how the kids are doing, the babysitter asks if she can cover the clown statue with a blanket. The parent informs the babysitter they don't own a clown statue and the statue is really the murderer who then attacks the girl. Before she can escape, kills her. Oh. So that's the check the children. Happy now, Tess. <sighs> that's horrible. It is horrible. What's even more horrible is it then became a prank in the nineties. Obviously, in America, that people would, people would, you know, hear of their friends who you know are going to be babysitting. Find out the house. Like obviously, back in the day, long before GDPR, you could just pick up the yellow pages and get the phone number for pretty much any address ever. Uh, and they would just phone, yeah, yeah. Like you know, say your mates babysitting, they just oh, check the children, and it became this prank. Oh, but they actually terrified people because it was based on a a real thing that happened. Horrible. That one. That's the that's the first one that does ring a bell with me. Actually, I I've heard a variation of that before, but it's still horrible. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's pretty horrible. I think also. So this is um. There's one ending that has appeared in a few films apparently. Uh, so this other version features the the babysitter. Um, doesn't get killed. Um, and years later, the babysitter is now an adult. She has a family of her own. One evening, she and her husband go to have dinner. They get a babysitter around to look after her own children. The evening is going really well until a waiter approaches their table and says there's a phone call for her. She then answers the phone and hears, did you check the children? And this is an ending that's been moved in some movies. There's movies, there's uh, When a Stranger Calls in 2006. There's... Mm-hmm. When a Stranger Calls Back, oh. The Sitter, um, Black Christmas in 1974, and then also there's Black Christmas in 2006. Yeah, I was going to say that's, is... Black Christmas has been re- remade many times. Yeah. Uh, there's The Severed Arm, The Sitter. Um, so this is this has been around for a long time, and also in books. Um, so I wonder whether it's just stemmed from this 1960s murder. And yeah, it's just it sounds gone... so. It's such a horrifying case that can be yeah, like reused in different situations. Yeah, it's horrible. Grim. So check the children. Let's let's not end on that one. Tis, pick one of the no. other two that are remaining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
I mean, if if we fly, we can probably get through the last two. What is the what? A spo- spooky lad or spoorly lad? It it's supposed to be spook spooky. Yeah, sorry, spooky lad. Oh yeah, spooky lad. Um, so this is this is a short one. Uh, it's not as spooky as it. I know it's about a spooky lad, but it's not um that spooky really. It's just a interesting little tidbit. Um, so the spooky lad refers to the urban legend. Of the ghost boy of Clinton Bridge. Uh, so in New Jersey, in the States, uh, there's a road called Clinton Road. Uh, it's located in uh, Passaic County in New Jersey. I've definitely said that wrong. So apologies if you're listening from New Jersey. Please just ignore that. Um, but it, it runs for roughly 10 miles, this road. And there is quite a lot of folklore surrounding this road look quite a few of urban legends but this is the one that i liked the most um so apparently there is a legend that uh if you are if you come to clinton bridge on this road if you put a quarter in the middle of the road um sort of where the yellow line is in the middle of the road um at one of the bridges um that goes over the brook there's a brook that goes through uh, near a reservoir if you put a quarter in the middle of the road at midnight supposedly it it will be returned to you by this this ghost of a boy who apparently drowned whilst he was swimming um, or fell over the edge of the bridge some versions have that he fell he was trying to get out of the way of a car and fell over the side of the bridge um, and drowned in the water below he wasn't swimming he just fell in so some people claim they've seen him. Uh, you know what these things are like. Some people claim that they've seen apparitions of this, like, ghost boy. Some uh, This is mental. I don't believe this at all. But some people claim to have been pushed over the side of the mm. bridge by this boy in an attempt for the boy to basically move the person out of the way so they don't die the way that he died. You know, that oh, he doesn't right, get... Okay. Like, it's like, oh, really? Like... People have to take it so far. But people, when there's a story like this, people like to breathe extended life into it by being a part of it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's it, really. That's Spooky Lad. What do you guys make of Spooky Lad? We've put in a quarter in the middle of the road. Like, it's very specific to me. Yeah, I mean, I've heard not that specific ones, but there's there's similar things like that, isn't there? Like these superstitions almost that come about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. I just think it's I just think it's bizarre. This is what again. This is the sort of detail that's in this that I love about urban legends. Just a quarter. Like, where did that come from? Like, that came from one person, presumably just putting a quarter in the middle of the road. Yeah, I I do like thinking of the original source, who started that, and where how it started, where it came from. You'll never know. No, mm. it's like the source of a joke. Yeah, like, where did I find it amazing to think of? Like, there was a Family Guy episode years ago, where like uh, I think like Joe and Quagmire and Peter like they all went off to find the source of this joke and obviously couldn't find it. Um, but I just, it's the same sort of thing. Like, where did that come from? Like, where well, that started from somewhere? But yeah, so that was that was the Ghost Boy of Clinton Bridge, which means we've got one left. We've got one left, which we could squeeze in Black Lady. So we are on to 
the Black Lady of Bradley Woods. Have you guys heard of this? No. Tess, have you heard of the Black Lady of Bradley Woods? No. I haven't heard of Bradley Woods. Where's Bradley Woods? Uh, near the village of Bradley in Lincolnshire. So oh, okay. So in UK, right? It's it's yeah. So it's a UK one. So I just wondered whether, it, but like, it's I yeah. I'm I'm I I don't I don't think I was really expecting either of you to know. But we've we've talked about a lots of white ladies ghosts. Yeah. Over the years. Well, I I think that I think the title is misleading because it's actually still about a white lady. Right. Confusingly enough, but uh, so the Black Lady of Bradley Woods is a legend about a ghost, funnily enough, that uh, haunts Bradley Woods in Lincolnshire. Um, She's been described, so people have seen this lady. Uh, She's described as young, pretty, five foot six, so just average height for for a woman. White woman, but dressed in black, so a black cloak, black hood, and the hood kind of like obscures um, her hair, but reveals this like mournful pale face that's soaked in tears according to the legend she's never actually hurt anyone no one's actually nothing bad has happened but people like find it unnerving to see the sight of this lady but mainly because she seems so pitiful like there's obviously some sadness there the story, so it's been told by many generations, but this is this is horrible. So it was once used by parents to scare their children. Right. So you'd be like, um, you know, if you don't stay in bed, the black lady's going to get you. Like that sort Terrifying of Terrifying children, disturbing. Yeah. Them. Parenting 101. Like when you're in, like when you're dicking about in the supermarket and your mum goes, the police are going <laughs> to, like that sort of thing. Or the man's watching. The man's coming to get the you, man. that sort of thing. Did you guys have the man? Yeah, my mum used to the man. I never had that. You never said, you never had, like, the man's watching? No. I would never question no. who the man was. No. Just the idea that there's, there's, well, one of the men, like, one of the men in charge. No. I was scared of getting in trouble, though. Yeah, exactly. It always worked. This little wuss kid. Rachel told me that she was in like a shop with her mum years obviously when she was a kid and her mum was like if you don't stop it look that man, the man's watching and there was a man further down the aisle that was like in on it not a, not a like you know like it wasn't planned but he then apparently looked at Rachel was like I'm watching and Rachel was like oh my god the man's real like the man is an <laughs> He's actual the man, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's really scary i like the idea that you had i like that you had to say like he wasn't in on it like he was employed yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he did a follow us around for the day here's 20 quid yeah i just i don't know i just felt like i had to explain like like rachel's mum wasn't like right so my daughter is just being a pain in the ass i'm gonna pretend you're the man you know the man and he's like yeah i know the man yeah and you pretend you're the man for one day only um, you are yeah. the man yeah and he's like, I'm watching. Like, yeah, oh. anyway. Uh, so, yeah, apparently it was used to... And that would um, scare me. I think I'd stay in bed. Definitely. If someone said, um, there's, my a, parents said that to me. there's a ghost in a wood that's going to get you. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't have liked that. That scares I don't, me I don't now. like that now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a couple of theories floating around as to who she actually is. 
Um, so one theory is that she is the ghost of a nun. You know, she's dressed in black and she appears nearby uh, where there used to be a convent that existed until the Reformation. But it doesn't doesn't really explain. The convent's kind of two miles away from where she appears. So, you know, why would she appear two miles away from where the convent was? But no eyewitnesses have actually said, oh, she's a nun or like she's dressed as a nun. You know, she's not wearing a habit or anything. She's just in like a black cloak. The other explanation or the other kind of legend, the other part of the legend is that she's just like a spinster, like someone who's just moved away. She wants isolation in this cottage. She wants to be away from people. Um, and if village children came looking for her, she would become angry. You know, she's she's got her solitude and she's got her privacy. If they breached that, then she would like... I don't know, chase them. But then that kind of like turns into, there's tales of witchcraft that link to this as well. Um, but like, you know, as with all urban legends, yeah. like, there's no stock in any of it. Yeah. yeah. And any, and any ghost story is always going to be like different. It's always, there's always like, it's a nun, it's witches. It's they're, they're like the stock go to sort of theories or legends. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, I did, however, manage to find, I think what was like the origin um, where this probably came from. So um, during the war of the roses, um, there was a young woodsman around the area and his wife, they lived with their baby son in a cottage in Bradley woods. Eventually the woodsman left his family to go fight in the war, um, leaving his wife to bring up the baby on her own. Months went by. The woodsman didn't come back. Her husband didn't, come back and every day she held her child walking around the woods looking for her husband waiting for there to be some kind of sign of him coming home after the war until one day the enemy arrived uh, marched through the area on their way to attack Lincoln and as she was leaving her cottage the enemy found her they set upon her they they raped her they took the baby boy and rode off laughing into the woods and she's left you know, heartbroken, you know, just, you know, she's just lost her baby boy, she's been raped, and so she then searches the woods looking for her baby, looking for her husband, and that's the that's the legend that's kind of gone along with this. Mm. Um, mm. Couldn't find any actual, like, there's no, there's no evidence of sightings or anything. None, none of them dodgy photos. There is, however, I've just managed to find... Bizarrely, I don't know how I didn't see this earlier. Um, from the Grimsby Telegraph in 2014, um, an article that is that's taking ages to load because it's in an archive. Man, this is old. The Grimsby Telegraph archive. Yeah, with the title "Is this the ghostly?" Ugh, that's, that is horrible. Um, is what this is the ghostly? I don't know what it, it is. A photo. It just says, "Is this the ghostly black lady of Bradley Woods?" I don't know what that is. I, I can't understand. I'm going to show you this photo. Like I can't work out, and I can't see if there's anything in the the background. Like I feel like this is one of, the, one of them jump scares. You're going to post something horrific. It's going to pop up on my yeah. phone. <laughs> no, I can't. Like, see it's now, all been building up to this. So this was this is Kirsty oh, Ritchie. I've seen this picture. Have you? Yeah, I've seen this before. Oh. Is it the face like on it's top the face of her face? On top of the there's a girl and then there's a white face. There's like two faces. 
Yeah. Oh, it's horrible. There's like a little face in the middle and then a big one at the top. Yeah. Oh, it's so horrible. Just... <laughs> so this is uh, Kirsty Ritchie. She'd been taking pictures at her cousin's at Bradley's Bradley, at Bradley Woods when she came to find a strange number of objects. She says she's got no idea. She says, I do not have a clue what they are. I don't believe in ghosts, but what else is it? No one else was there. It was just me and my cousin. Tish, you see that picture? Yeah, they're not actually faces, though. They just look like faces. Yeah, but it's enough in it to be creepy. It's creepy, but it's not like as if definitely there's... It's not like there's a definite face in there. It's like something that looks like a white face. Yeah. Like a mask. Yeah, it's just something... It could be, I don't know, is she smoking? Even it looks like it's coming from her mouth. You take enough pictures, there's going to be something that looks like a face in them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, It's also taken, she's obviously, yeah, she's taken it, she's sort of like on her side and she's, I don't know, I can't work it out. But it's kind of creepy. It's creepy enough for it to be in the Grimsby Telegraph. It's a creepy picture. I don't actually believe it's a ghost. It's just like when you see an unexpected face in things, it can be creepy. No, exactly. So there we go. That is the Black Lady of Bradley Woods. And that is the final one. What do you know about Bloody Mary? Talking of urban legends. I don't know anything about Bloody Mary. Like I don't. I don't want to talk about Bloody Mary. Oh, Tiss, do you know about Bloody Mary? Yeah, a little bit. I don't want to talk about it, though. It's horrible. Oh, really struck a nerve here. I'm going to struggle to sleep tonight. Really? Have you got experience with Bloody Mary? No, just just in general, just the the scary story. Oh, I've got it here. It's when you talk in the mirror, isn't it? You say it three times in the mirror. That's it. Oh yeah, or like um, yeah, like the is it the Sandman? Is that the same thing? Candyman. The Candyman. <laughs> Candyman's Sandman. the film, but it's like kind of there's there's elements of Bloody Mary and Candyman. Yeah. Yeah, now I now I know. I've seen Candyman. I just I just don't know about Bloody Mary. I just always hear it referred to when people talk about like sort of famous urban legends, but I don't actually know what really what it is. It's more of an American thing, isn't it? Yeah, so I do know, but I didn't know that this was I didn't know this was it. Isn't it like a dare that people do at sleepovers and they say you look in the mirror and say Bloody Mary three times? Is that right, Tess? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and what does she do though? Kills you. She appears and kills you. She appear behind you or in the mirror. Both. Uh, I think it's just like she'll just come in. You're just inviting her into your realm. Oh, they, this can be explained. Apparently, there's a, f- a phenomenon. It can be um, explained. <laughs> so, uh, I'm just on Wikipedia, so you know it's true. Staring into a mirror in a dimly lit room for a prolonged period can cause you to hallucinate. Yeah, facial features appear. Um, they appear distorted, they disappear, they can rotate. Um, you can also see animal faces, strange faces. Um, Giovanni Caputo of the University of Urbino writes that this phenomenon, which he calls the strange face illusion, is believed to be a consequence of disassociative identity effect, which causes the brain's facial recognition system to misfire in a currently unidentified way. Um, so there you go. I do, we've talked about it before, but I do, I don't like looking in mirrors at night. No. And it's no. must probably something to do with that. It's a creepy thing to do for some reason. We all look in mirrors every single day, but if I just stare into a mirror at night, it's creepy. Yeah. 
And I don't know if I've been trained because, you know, you watch horror films and you always expect something to appear in the mirror in a horror film. I don't know if I'm, that's trained me to be like, oh, look in the mirror at night. Yeah. But I don't like looking at the reflections at night, like reflections in a window. No. I always expect someone to be on the outside of the window. Not in my flat because I, I'm on like the third floor, so I'm not going to see anyone out my window. But if I'm at my mum's house... Of course, at my mum's yeah. house. But if I look at the, I, I hate, I can't look at the windows at night at my mum's house. It's too creepy. I expect someone to be behind the mirror, the window. Sure. Yeah. Well, just just looking out, like, yeah, like if I have, for some reason, if I have to open the curtains to look out in our garden, like if I've heard a noise out in the garden at night, I always like, oh, I don't want to. There's going to be something there. There's going to be a man there or something. Oh, it's horrible. Do we have to end on this? Yeah, sorry about that. Which it, this is this is always the the thing with picking at random is that I can't have any control over. Like I could have ended on a fun one. We ended on all the ghost stories. I know it's <laughs> just the way we chose them. We could have ended on hungry, hungry hippos. Yeah, that would have been nicer. I tell you what, go and go and watch that clip on YouTube. It's it's four minutes of fun. You'll love it. It will cheer you right up. Tears. It will put you in a good mood for bed. <laughs> Yeah, I love that you remembered the High Potter news. Yeah, I've listened <laughs> to that episode so many times. Yeah. Well, there we go. We'll leave. We'll leave it there with the Bloody Mary stuff. Thanks, Pete. Yeah, enjoy that. I was just curious yeah, as you're to welcome. if you know anything about that. You're welcome. But um, I will probably make this a series. I'll come back and do a couple more. Of yeah, these I'm sure there's so much, so many of these, and I'm, maybe listeners, if you know any good urban legends, uh, maybe listeners can send some our way as well. And. I'm going to cross it off the list because now we've done it. Well, hey. In my little book. Anyway. So, listeners, like I just said, if you uh, want to get in contact, send us Urban Legends, send us anything. Let us know if you like the show. Let us know if you don't like the show. Don't bother doing that, actually. Uh, Send us questions. Send us whatever. (laughs) Just contact us. It's wtatupod at gmail.com or you can contact us uh, through the website which is weirdtalesandtheunexplainable.com Guys, what else is on the website? Uh, porn. No, none of that. There's uh, links to buy merchandise. You can buy our shirts. Buy shirts. There's links to buy bonus episodes. I think that's on, on that website. It might be on my website. There are bonus episodes out there somewhere. Um, there are links to support us monetarily if you want to do that. There are links to find us on social media or on Facebook. You can find me personally on Twitter at, at Bob Shoy. That's at B-O-B-S-H-O-Y. And you can go to my website, which is www. Who says www anymore? That just slipped out of me. I know. I think it's just assumed, isn't it? You can go to my website, which is bobshoy.com, which is http colon forward slash forward slash www bobshoy.com b-o-b-s-h-o-y.com and you can see the other shows I've worked on I know I've been teasing it I'm going to do like another show over the summer I've changed my mind I'm not doing any podcasting over the summer other than Weird Tales because I want one year where I just have a break from doing extra stuff and this summer I'm going to relax and do some painting and stuff and things I don't have time to do that I like doing so sorry about that that sounds amazing Um, and that's it thanks everyone thanks for listening and Beef have you got a pun to play us out? No, I mean, there isn't one, is there? Don't know. Um, There just isn't one. If you say weird tales into the microphone three times, there's a podcaster a bit behind you (laughs) to take over the show. Weird tales, weird tales, weird (laughs) tales. No.
there isn't anything. Right. Okay. Well, until next time, uh, we're done. So we're going to board the next baby train out of here. We'll see you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> <Next>. <laughs> <Woo-hoo>. <laughs> Uh, until next time enjoy your chicken woo woo and um, <laughs> yeah I'm hosting next time chicken woo woo uh, love you lots everyone love you take uh, care bye bye God bless see you later love Cheers. you bye 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 what about Chris yeah look I remember Chris he was in our year wasn't he he was in our year yeah, yeah. Tess, how did you know Christian? Uh, I I think my mum knew his mum. Oh. Really? Yeah. I'm just remembering the stupidest, you know, like at school, you can get ripped for like the stupidest shit. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> half of school life. So I just remember Christian. I remember being in class and... <laughs> <laughs> like someone asked where one of the teachers was like calling the register and they called and they asked where someone was and Chris just put his hand up and he went oh he's not here today he's poorly and I remember Darnell just being like ah you said poorly and like it being hilarious like everyone's like completely destroying him that he said poorly and he was like well what, what am I supposed to say then and they were like ill you say ill he's ill uh. like <laughs> what the hell is going on? Yeah, the School word is the, brutal. You use the wrong word and you get it is brutal. Yeah. Oh, school's horrible. God, oh, school's mad. horrible. It's mad. Um, isn't it? One thing. It if you get your hair cut, you're doomed. Yeah. You'd literally be scared to get your hair cut because you have to do it if you go into school the next day and yeah. it was like, oh, haircut. And that's it. That's everyone's yeah. entertainment for the next day. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's mental. Basically, you'd be scared of doing anything different. Yeah, anything, anything, anything to stick out. Yeah. If you stick out, then you're fucked. Think how many people are in a school year as well, and how, how often you need to get your hair cut. And then there's always going to be someone who's got their fucking hair cut. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, haircut. Oh man. It just school yeah. is brutal. If, it's horrible. Even if it was a good haircut. Yeah, no, it's just, it, no it doesn't matter you. what it is. It's that's the target. You need something. Yeah, I remember coming back in year ten after the summer in year nine, and Ben like creasing because I had a new blazer. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, <laughs> so good. He was like, "Beef, it's massive. It's a massive blazer." I was like, "Yeah, but my mum said I'm gonna grow into it." Like, oh, so man. sad. School, oh. it's brutal. Getting second-hand embarrassment about my 15-year-old self. I'm going off the rails on a crazy train. I, um, I fucked up the edit on the episode that went up today. Did you? No. Yeah. So at the beginning, I didn't move the different tracks along. So the, when the episode starts playing, like all the tracks start playing at once and it's like the intro music, the clips, Tiss introducing the show all like playing over each other. And oh, I didn't realise till this I thought you did that on purpose. Everyone thinks I did it on purpose. Everyone this is what I was gonna say, everyone thinks it's a joke because the episode's about synchronicity yeah. and I synced all the tracks up. Ah! So everyone <laughs> thought it was a joke and I was trying to be really clever. <laughs> 
I sat That's there. hilarious. You should roll with that. I fixed it now, and the new one should be uploading tomorrow. But everyone who's everyone who's messaged me is like, <laughs> "Oh, they thought I did it on purpose." No, honestly, I need to, I need to hear this now. I, I sat there. I sat there this morning listening to it at work whilst I was working, and I, like as I started, I, I went. Ah. That's clever. That's very clever. Yeah, Emma texted me. She said she thought exactly the same thing. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. The one time I fucked up and it's the one episode where it kind of works. <laughs> Why don't you just roll with it? I've already uploaded the new file now, so tomorrow morning it should update with the new one. Maybe I should leave it. It's the original. How long does it last to fuck up? Oh, like the, the length of the intro music. 20 seconds? Uh. Yeah, it's like the first 20 seconds of the show is accidentally all like stacked on top of each other. It's funny because even Tiss talks over himself a little bit in it. <laughs> nah, the the new version's up. Oh, the new version's up. Sweet. Yeah, it sounds fine. Oh, I missed I missed a little weird tales Easter egg. Oh, Have you got a recording of the fucked up? I version? don't think I do. I think I deleted it. <laughs> oh my god! I would never hear that version. <laughs> it's like a fucking. B-side. Lost to time. Well, there was another bit that got lost to time. There was an episode of Weird Tales that, like, they lost the file for on the back end. But it was literally, like... Right. It was a five-minute episode we put out between episode 39 and 40 where we were just announcing that we were switching over to Acast. And it's, like, 30 seconds of me and Beef explaining that, and then it's, like, four minutes of you ordering a pizza in the background. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, for some reason that file like fucked up and now you can no longer get it so anyone who has that downloaded that's the only way they can have it and do you have it still if i i i might be able to find it like two hard drives yeah, ago yeah. but i can't be bothered to re-upload yeah. it for that it's not like oh not to re-upload it full but just episode, like, like oh i'd hunt it down and re-upload it but it's it, yeah. it's so irrelevant now me ordering a pizza it's really it was really funny but... What on the phone? Yeah, you're you're ordering a pizza and on like on the phone in the background and going, yeah, that's right, no cheese. <laughs> <laughs> that was obviously back in the day when pizza, vegan pizza, was just no. You couldn't cheese. get it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and they're, and they're on the other end of the phone, just like what? <laughs> well, we're trying to record, so explaining that we're going to Acast, and your phone rings, and they're it's them ringing to double check you didn't actually want cheese. And then you're explaining to oh. them in the background. So yeah, it's funny. <laughs> I'm going off the rails on a crazy train. That's that's finger licking good. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.